everybody. We're here with your episode six of We've Got Ears. I'm Jen, and I'm here with my husband, Aaron. Hi, guys. And we're going to be your one-stop magical podcast covering all things Disney, giving you that insider scoop on the most magical trip for your Disney parks vacation. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we've been here. Uh, Things have just been a little bit crazy at home. To say the least. (laughs) Uh, But we're going through just a couple of life transitions. We have dreams and goals, and we're trying to set ourselves up for that. So things on the podcast front have been a little bit slow for our Disney podcast. But we're excited to be here this week and get you some Disney news and talk about some in all things Disney. That being said, let's jump right into the Disney news. All right, so first off on the Disney News docket is we're going to talk about some updated COVID-19 testing and vaccination protocol for Disney Cruise Lines. So beginning on September 2nd, for all sailings departing the U.S. and Canadian ports, Disney Cruise Line will only be requiring guests, guests ages 12 and older to be fully vaccinated. So prior to September 2nd, It's all guests ages five and older, but Disney has decided to change this up a little bit just with some of the availability and newness, I would say, of the COVID-19 vaccine, and they've changed their age requirements now to 12 and older. So what does this look like? This means that your guests ages uh, 11 and younger that are not vaccinated will need two COVID-19 tests prior to boarding. So that first being a proof of negative test three days prior to your sale date. This is everybody in your party needs this uh, test prior to sailing. And just keep in mind that that rapid antigen tests are not accepted. And then they'll have a second COVID-19 test at the terminal prior to boarding. And this will be required for those guests that are not vaccinated. So as you go forward, these will be your COVID-19 testing requirements for your Disney Cruise Lines starting September 2nd. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news. So some popular Epcot enchanting extra tours are returning in October. If you're not quite uh, entirely sure what enchanting extras are, basically little extras you can add on to your trip that you can uh, access via your My Disney Experience app or just calling Disney. Uh, or you can work with Jen, your awesome uh, travel agent, and you can get booked for these little uh, extra things, magical things during your trip. So one example would be what's returning to Epcot on October 2nd. So first of all, you'll have the Experience the Land Tour. If you're not sure what that is, on the Living with the Land ride as you go on that boat ride, you can actually get a tour through all those greenhouses and 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 have someone who works with those plants and and all the vegetables and fruits and all that and they can give you an insider look at how they make all that happen how they grow all the food for the restaurants in disney world it's actually really cool to check out and then another type of experience is the experience the seas so there's going to be two of these one of being the epcot sea adventures dive quest so if you're already a scuba certified uh, scuba diver, you can actually go to um, the aquarium in the Nemo area, living with the seas, and you can scuba dive with uh, some some dive masters there and go actually inside the aquarium. This is actually really cool to see back in the day before COVID stopped all this, but you could go in there and your kids would be like, look, there's a person in there scuba diving. And so now you'll be able to book that. Um, and now that we can do that, 
I just would like to remind my beautiful wife that I am scuba certified. Hint, hint. <laughs> well, you'd be going by yourself at this point. <laughs> and then you'll also have the option of doing the Epcot Adventures Dolphins in Depth. So this is just a private experience with marine biologists that work with Disney, and you can um, interact with the dolphins and get a one-on-one kind of uh, experience with those. So those, those experiences will be going on sale beginning August 22nd. So uh, like I said, check those out through your My Disney Experience app chat or uh, get a hold of Jen and she can help you book those. Awesome. So next up, we'll be uh, talking about the updated booking window for the room-only reservations at Walt Disney World. So previous to uh, this announcement, you could book your Walt Disney World Resort-only reservations prior or further out than your package date. So a lot of times, this would be an easy way to secure your resort prior to that window opening for your packages, allowing guests to kind of be a little more strategic about planning out their vacation. However, started this week on August 19th, the room-only reservations, uh, they can only be booked as far out as the annual product release date. So that's going to be the exact same dates as your uh, package dates that are available. So right now, that current available booking window is actually only through December 31st of 2023. So that's just going to put a couple more limitations on those Disney reservations and make it, in my opinion, kind of a more even playing field for all those planning a vacation to Disney. Awesome. For all you Disney Plus subscribers out there, Disney Parks will be celebrating their Make It Blue Day in celebration of Disney Plus Day. Uh, That will be on September 8th some cool things happening here with this. So starting on December or September 8th, Disney plus guests will be allowed to enter the parks 30 minutes early before the park opens. With that being said, guests might be required to verify that they're actually Disney plus subscribers, probably by just uh, displaying the logged in home screen, your phone on the Disney plus app to let them know that you're actually a subscriber. So get into the parks early there. There will also be uh, complimentary Disney Photo Pass photo downloads at uh, select locations in Hollywood Studios as well as Disneyland Resort theme parks. Disney World and Disneyland Resort guests can enjoy a 60-minute before the park opens entry during this time uh, with also some uh, extra special events at Hollywood Studios and special Disney plus screenings for the movie Under the Stars at all the Disney resorts. So checking out some Disney plus screenings here. Disneyland special photo opportunities. This is really cool with Lightning McQueen and Mater. I know our kids would love that. A special movie screening at Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa, as long as, as well as specialty foods and photo filters. So a lot going on for uh, Disney plus day, as well as a ton of uh, content being released on Disney plus. We won't go into all those here. You can check those out on the app. Um, but yeah, some cool stuff happening in the parks as well as uh, online for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Disney always definitely sh- shows out for these types of days. So if you are planning on going to Disney on September 8th or you don't have plans but you'll be in the local area, take a look at some of the opportunities here and make sure you book your uh, park reservations to make sure that you have entry into Hollywood Studios if that's where you want to go or over at Disneyland. So important to jump on that now that Disney's announced all of this fun stuff. 
All right, our last news topic for the day. Disney World announced some refurbishments happening to the Disney Skyliner. So this is going to be happening starting January 22nd through the 29th of 2023. So just keep in mind, if you're visiting Disney during this time or you have plans to go, that the Skyliner will be closed for that time frame. And that will just have an effect on your transportation if you're staying at a Skyliner resort or plan to use it to park hop throughout the day. So Again, that's January 22nd through the 29th of 2023. So I think Art of Animation, Riviera. Yep. Pop Century, uh, Caribbean Beach. That's the main hub. So those are going to be your resorts that are affected by this Skyliner closure. Cool. So maybe plan a little bit of extra travel time if you're staying at one of those resorts or plan on going back and forth between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yep, but keep in mind, Disney will make sure that there is bus transportation available for those resorts and for those parks at an increased rate than what it usually is. So Disney compensates pretty well, but I know we are always disappointed if the Skyliner is down and we had plans to use it. So Awesome. That rounds out the news for the week. Let's move on to our travel discounts. All right, so travel discounts for this week. We don't have anything new, so we'll run through what is available still for each of you and depending on your desired Disney experience. So first up is your last chance fall offer, which is a chance to save on select adventures by Disney uh, excursions. You can save up to $350 per guest. Welcome to Happy at the Disneyland Resort Hotels, and this is a save up to 25% on resorts in Disneyland. Fall into the Magical magical Savings at Alani. This is a save up to 30% on a five-night stay. The Disney Plus Subscribers event is still available with Stay in the Magic, which is saving up to 25% on select resorts. And then last is save up to 35% on select Disney sailings. So those are your current travel discounts that are available for all of your Disney vacations. Jen is like a whiz kid when it comes to these things. I know they're all a little bit complicated and she's always up to date. So if you have any questions or would like to get help planning your next magical vacation and get that scheduled, please contact her at Jen at mousingaroundtravel.com or you can contact us at Magic Ears Pod on Twitter as well as gotearspodcast at gmail.com and we'll get you uh, set up or you can click the link in the description of the podcast below, and that'll take you directly to a quote page where you can plan out your trip with Jen at no extra cost to you, and she can get you quoted on all your discounts that you can receive while uh, getting your trip planned. All right, let's move on to our magical mentality. So this week, we're going to talk about Disney resorts, uh, in particular Walt Disney World resorts that are available to our guests for their Disney vacation. Uh, as we go through our magic mentality, we're going to talk about a couple of things, why we choose certain resorts, what we're thinking about in the process, and just kind of talk to you about some of the varying uh, entities of each resort, just to give you guys a good look into what your options are and how you can enjoy your Walt Disney World Resort vacation. All right. So that being said, there's always a balance, right? Between budget, occasion, trip duration, how often you get to go, what you want this trip to look and feel like, who you're going with, all that kind of stuff. But we really wanted to talk about the the mentality side of staying on a Disney resort, being in that Disney bubble, as people call it, why we love the, the Disney resorts so much. 
Um, but like we said, budget typically is our number one concern. And uh, we can talk to you about how we incorporate that into deciding where to stay. Because a lot of times you'll find that some of the resorts are just a little bit more expensive or, or those kind of things. And, and what makes the delineating factors for us as we as we move through here? Yeah, so we're kind of on the lucky side of things because we get to take advantage of our military discount when we go to Disney. But we have been a couple of times where a military discount hasn't been available and that has affected the decisions we've made as to where to stay for our Disney trip. Um, So the first thing when it comes to budget is make sure you know what discounts are available to you and your family when you're selecting your resort or even the time frame in which you're going to visit Disney. You know, all those travel discounts that we talk about, if you can manage to work your trip into when one of these travel discounts are available, it's going to allow you to open up your budget for either a nicer resort or possibly even saving money for something else, like maybe one of those enchanted extras or something that you want to do while on the trip. But with that being said, let's talk about the three categories of resorts. So quiz time, Bay, what are your three Disney World resort categories? Oh, boy. Uh, I know you got value. Yeah. You got um, something like medium. Moderate, yeah. Moderate. <laughs> and uh, as a video game player, I'm going to say extremely difficult, but I don't remember the, uh, the deluxe. name of the deluxe. Yes. There we go. So you have your value, your moderate, and your deluxe Disney resorts. So your value is going to be your cheapest option as to your Disney resorts. Your moderate is going to be right there in the middle. And then your deluxe is going to be your more expensive, but also much more lavished and uh, within closer proximity to certain Disney parks. So I think we've stayed at three of the value only one of the moderate. I don't think we've been to many. I don't think we've stayed at many moderate resorts. And then we've stayed at three deluxe. I think it's three. Um, about right. <laughs> but so with that being said, we like to take advantage of the deluxe resorts with the military discount because it's about the same price as what we would pay for a moderate resort without a discount. So for us, it is worth it to take advantage of those deluxe resorts when we can. Um, the beauty of your deluxe resorts is they, like I said, bring you into closer proximity to certain parks. And then they also just have nicer rooms, nicer amenities. But something that they lack in comparison to your value resorts is the very strong Disney flair. Yeah, totally. If you're looking for like Disney theming and very children focused animation or characters or colorful, like bright, fun playgrounds and all that kind of stuff, the value resorts are actually what you would really kind of want to focus on because those have some of the best Disney themed, kid focused, kid centric, fun and exciting things for the kids as you check into your hotel and, and play around and walk around. Yeah, and I think that the moderate resorts too, they tend to have a little bit more of that Disney flair than the deluxe resorts. The deluxe resorts, it's kind of hidden in strategically to give it some Disney feels, but it is much more about like the elegance of the resorts themselves. So there's definitely 
specialty theming to each resort. So you just got to know what you're looking for on your trip. But when it comes down to it, our kids and resort topics, they definitely love being at the value resorts and seeing all of the characters and the large statues and things of of Disney movies that really mean something to them. So even if you're not staying at a value resort, swing by one, you know, take the Skyliner over there or something and take a look because it's really cool. Yeah, if you have younger kids, I highly recommend Art of Animation. Um, I might be biased because I love animation, but like Jen said, I've taken the kids when Jen's uh, on a work uh, trip at at Magic Kingdom or something, uh, and I've taken them on the Skyliner, and we've gone and hung out at Art of Animation on the playgrounds and, and looking at all. They've got 35-foot statues of Ariel, right? Like, it's a really cool-themed uh, rest or a hotel for the little ones. Yeah. So the next thing that we kind of think about as we um, plan our resort trip is the transportation methods that we want to use while visiting the Disney parks. So Disney really kind of has three main transportation methods. Uh, and then you can say a fourth if you want to talk about your own legs and walking to resort or from resorts to the parks. But they have buses, boats, and the Skyliner. So as we think about our Disney resort, we like to understand how many options we have for transportation and kind of let that guide us in our resort options. Oh, there's uh, there's a fourth, the monorail. What's wrong with uh, you? I was going to bring it up. I was going to beat you at a piece of knowledge. Dang it. Yeah. Um, but so with that being said, you always want to think about what, types of transportation you want to primarily use or what types of transportation you want to avoid. Some people like Aaron hate the buses. How much do you love getting on a bus, babe, at the end of a day? Yeah. Uh, the buses are not my favorite, especially when the kids are sleeping because you have to take them out of the stroller and kids do not like to carry their own weight uh, at the end of the night. So uh, yeah, not my favorite. Yeah, I've done many uh, two kids, one in each arm, while Aaron navigates the stroller and whatever purchases we've made throughout the day, and it can get a little bit frustrating and challenging. But you have options like the monorail. You can just roll the stroller right up on in there, or even the Skyliner. If you have a single stroller, you don't need to break it down. But the Skyliner, the beauty of it is they can stay in the stroller, and they only have to move about four or five steps to go from the line to the Skyliner versus walking all the way on and finding a seat on the bus can be a little bit much. So transportation is definitely something that we talk about when we talk about our Disney resort selections. Next on the list is the renovation schedules. So I know we bring it up in the podcast and you guys might be like, why do we talk about hotel renova renovations or pool renovations? It's because it definitely has an effect on your Disney stay and the resort that you're staying at. So it's important to do some research ahead of time and know, you know, like, for example, Beach Club is about to go through a large renovation. The hotel is getting on the older side of things and it needs some touch up and refurbishment. And so in 2023, there's going to be a lot of things happening to the Beach Club Resort. So 
it's just good to know before you select and purchase your resort for your stay, if there's going to be construction noise or certain pools are going to be closed or things like that, because that can take an effect on your trip as well. Yeah, I take it from us. Uh, we started implementing this into our mentality when it came, comes to selecting hotels. The first time we stayed at the, the Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Lodge, they had a lot of construction going on on the on the outer perimeter of the safari area where you can look in. It wasn't causing like a bunch of noise or anything, but it was obstructing the view from within the hotel, so you couldn't see a lot of the animals through the glass. Uh, and through rooms and stuff. So then we just decided, hey, let's make sure that we always check renovation schedules and before we book a hotel, just because the last thing you want when you book a magical experience is to have a view blocked or something magical that you think is going to happen blocked by scaffolding and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so right next to renovations is proximity to the park. So We've done this a couple times where we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It is an easy one for us to get with military, and our kids are the perfect age for Animal Kingdom Lodge and seeing the animals every morning. So we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and then we don't even go to the Animal Kingdom Park. And so therefore, proximity-wise, we kind of weren't able to take advantage of being close to one of the parks that we were going to visit. Rather than when we stayed at the Yacht or Beach Club, we walked to Epcot every night, I think, on almost every day of our trip. And so it's just good to know, you know, if you're going to spend the money on that deluxe resort, make sure you spend it on the deluxe resort that gets you into the proximity of whichever park you want to spend the most time in. So if you're going to focus on Magic Kingdom and you want to be within walking distance, or be able to hop on the monorail and be there in a couple minutes, you're going to want to look at that monorail line worth of resorts such as Contemporary, Polynesian, or Grand Floridian. And if you're an Epcot lover, you're going to want to be on the boardwalk. But so just understanding what those resorts get you in terms of proximity to the parks. Yeah, and there are some resorts that have certain offerings for things to do at night that other ones may not. Uh, boardwalk being a perfect example, right? What are you going to do at night? Well, the boardwalk's got stuff going on. There's restaurants, there's nightlife going on on the on the boardwalk itself. There's games to play on the boardwalk. There's a, a dance club, all kinds of stuff. So there's some really neat on top of the resort and park experiences at certain parks that you can just do a little research on and find out what you'd like to do with your family when you're not at the parks. That being said, it's also important to like factor in how much time do you have or want to spend either at the resort or around the resort or doing other things that's not park related? And if you have some of that time built into your trip, then that may kind of sway you one way or another on where you're going to stay. Otherwise, there's no real purpose of spending a bunch of money if you just plan on sleeping there for eight hours a night or less and then being at the parks all day. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing to, to remember, though, is that you. As you go up in tier of the hotel resorts, you are going to see a difference in the amount of people at the resorts. So your value resorts, they're large. They hold a lot of people, a lot of big families, especially if you're at Art of Animation where they have the family suites. So the bus lines, the cafeteria, the gift shop, it's going to be busy. The pools, 
But as you go up in your hotel tier, the amount of rooms and amount of guests at the hotel can get um, can go down in number and so therefore can provide you that more intimate experience. So just understanding what is important to you and your family on the trip really helps drive that uh, magical mentality and ensuring that you have the best uh, park experience that you can. But again, discounts, guys. You got to remember to look at your Disney discounts that are available when you're planning on going. And then if and when you book and a discount becomes available later on, it can be applied. So if you have a trip booked and there are discounts available that happen after you've already booked, it can be retroacted to your trip and make sure that you get those applied to your stay so that you can have um, the best deal on your Disney vacation. Yeah, kind of one last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to our mentality about hotels and what resort we're at is, okay, so you've booked your hotel and you're at Disney World or Disneyland and you're having a lot of fun. Don't forget to spend a little bit of time just walking around and checking out what you've what you've uh, reserved to stay at because some of the, I'll call it imagineering and theming in the hotels is so cool and intricate um, that like Fort Wilderness is so cool. The kids are love walking around and seeing all the carvings and, and especially at Animal Kingdom Lodge and just big open lobbies with a cool bridge and all kinds of African art and, and artifacts. It's really cool to check out all that theming uh, and you're missing out on a lot of what Disney World at least has to offer if you're kind of taking that stuff for granted. So that's part of our mentality is to you know, not rush all the time and try to get to the park and just maybe spend a little bit of time checking out what uh, what the hotels have to offer, even if it's not necessarily like the pool and all that. Yeah, so let's move on to our travel tip for this week. So our travel tip this week is going to be in relations to that security screening that you're going to go through as you enter the parks or get on transportation and head to the park. So The security screening, of course, Disney takes priority in making sure that their guests are safe. And this process has changed (laughs) immensely in the last, uh, what, five years, kind of? Yeah, five years. Yeah. So before it was like, just get your bag open. They're going to go through it. Be prepared. Bring clear bags. You don't have to open everything. Uh, It was a big process, but now uh, Disney has some new technology and it's really changed the security screening process. So my biggest thing here is just be prepared uh, when you're approaching screening just to allow things to go a little bit smoother. So Aaron's going to list off how many things he's been stopped for (laughs) and let you know what to take out of your bag, out of your pockets, and how to kind of go through security with that. All right, so we've got this down to a science now, but as we approach the front, Jen takes all the stuff that, like backpacks and bags and that kind of stuff, and she takes them into the line. I take the stroller because only one adult can accompany the stroller, and I go to the stroller line. When I get to the front of the stroller line, they have me park the stroller. I get all my stuff that's going to stop the alarm, and I hold it in my right hand up as I walk through these two little posts. Things like umbrellas that have metal in them, metal water bottles, large electronics, metal sunscreen bottles. Anything metal, essentially, um, is going to be setting it up. So get those things out in your le- in one of your hands and hold it forward as you walk through so that they know if it goes off, that's what's setting it off. 
cool. Now I've got that figured out. I never get checked for screening, uh, extra screening, because uh, I figured it out after 17 trial and errors. But Yeah, so the biggest thing, like you said, you're going to want to hold this in one hand, and Disney actually prefers that you hold it out in front of your body. Uh, so if you extend that arm with all those metal things out in front of you, as you walk through the metal detector, it shows that everything in your hands is what's causing the beeping versus the backpack that's on your back. So it's just important to get it kind of stretched out away from your body so that the security agents can see what is uh, causing things to go off. Uh, something of note, there is a random selection every so often that requires somebody to be searched. So you could have this down to a science. You have all of those items out of your bag, out in front of you. There's no questions about it. And you still get uh, told to step to the side and have your stuff searched. So just know there is a random uh, person every so often that just gets picked out just because that's Disney's way of auditing their process. So again, just make sure your bags are easily to be, you know, opened, unzipped, to be prepared, and then that your whole party understands that you all might make it through except for one. So you have to be patient and wait. Yeah, I think our friend Cody got uh, selected every time. like three days in a row. So, yeah, every time. Uh, just be prepared. It's nothing like TSA. They're not going to take your shoes off and all that kind of stuff. They're just going to do a quick... Um, metal detect on you and search any bags that you have and nothing crazy. And then another thing of note, as these strollers go through, there's a science to this to make this process go faster as well. So your older kids, I would say Liam is about rounding this age where he no longer can sit in the stroller as he goes through the stroller side. He's going to be asked to get out and to walk through the metal detector as well. Um, so just know some kids of certain ages, they ask to walk through the metal detector and it's going to kind of think about it. It's your kids that are capable of following directions and listening and can get out and walk through and then go back and sit in the stroller. So just be prepared for those security agents to ask for that. But here is the art of the stroller process. So all your sunshades need to be open and extended. Uh, they want to look in all the pockets. So if you have a carrier on the back that has a pocket that kind of flips down and up, you're going to want that open and prepared to look through. Anything that's in the back storage or the underneath storage is going to need to be removed or it's going to need to be minimal where they can move it around and make sure that there's nothing else in any of those pockets. Uh, and just... The easier this is, if you have those sunshades down, you have that pocket open and you have that older kiddo ready to get up and walk through security, it's just going to make it go that much quicker and make your life a lot easier. So again, just making sure you're prepared for the security screening is a big feat that you can get through very easily. Yeah, this used to be a magic killer when you first got to Magic Kingdom. The first thing you see is this giant security line with someone with a loudspeaker telling you where to go. It's much faster nowadays, much less of a big deal. So these are kind of our tips to to help you figure it out. But uh, they are going to search most bags if uh, if they see a large bag. But a lot of people don't know this, but you are totally okay with bringing um, food, water, drinks in, uh, including inside of coolers with ice in it. Like Disney doesn't deny you bringing in your own food and drink uh, into the parks. Yep. And then... Uh... You always just kind of want to be prepared. Like if you're bringing that food and those drinks, ha again, just biggest thing, have it ready. 
coolers have to be open, but I recommend it. If you got a good cooler and you're driving or something like that, leave it in the car. If you can afford to go back to the hotel, that's the best way to do it. Just to minimize what you uh, need to bring into the parks. Um, as for approaching security, you're always going to notice people are going to flock to one certain area. And there's always this one cast member down there at the end, waving their hand saying, please, somebody come to this line down here. So just make sure you have some situational awareness about you. And if there is security open all the way down, go down to the ends. Nobody makes it down here. It is the best case scenario. Your line's going to probably be about half the length as the ones that you first approach as you walk towards the security area. And a lot of times too, those end checkpoints bring you closer to the actual entry of the park. So just something to look at as you approach your security area. I don't know what it is about Disney parks, but Jen and I used to follow this rule religiously. Someone just told us, like, always go to the far left. And the far left was always shorter, whether it be security, checking your tickets into the park, at a restaurant. Like, everything was always shorter on the left. It was crazy. Maybe they thought it was a a lightning lane, but maybe that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah, it it is true. There's always, I think it just kind of comes down to, like, whatever's right in front of people it they just automatically flock to it versus if there's something that's kind of a distance away they almost it's like out of sight out of mind type mentality it's a bug's life yeah they don't know where to go if they lost the line yeah exactly uh the next thing kind of to keep in mind there's certain transportation transportation methods that keep you inside of security. So we actually, this last trip, I couldn't remember as we were actively riding the monorail, but I thought it to be true. We were able to stay within the security um, confines, we'll call it, when we took the monorail from Epcot to Magic Kingdom. And so this probably saved us a good 20, 30 minutes that it would have taken us to kind of get our lives in order and ride the bus from one park to the other. So as you kind of navigate your transportation methods, it's something to keep in mind uh, as you're park hopping. Yeah, so it works some parks. It doesn't work on other parks. Like if you uh, take the Skyliner somewhere, you're going to have to go through security again. But uh, monorail definitely works. Magic Kingdom, Epcot. And lastly, do remember now, since COVID has been a thing, Disney Springs has also adopted security screening. So be prepared as you park or get off the buses. You will go through a security screen, and and it's the same exact process at Disney Springs that it would be for the park. So just kind of be ready for that. Yeah, and the Disney Springs one, uh, it can be kind of frustrating because it's a little out of the way, and it's a big line to kind of navigate large crowds. So Sometimes approaching the security at Disney Springs can be a little bit daunting. Uh, So just be prepared for that as you go to Disney Springs. Uh, That is our travel tip for this week. Uh, We want to thank you guys again for just joining us and being patient with us as we navigate our We've Got Ears podcast and podcast schedule. Uh, There might be some fluctuations going forward just as uh, we kind of go through some things here in the Gibson household. Um, and we have some birthdays coming up for our kiddos. So we just want to make sure we're providing the appropriate family time and attention towards, uh, us. So if you want continued coverage, we will be here. We will get episodes out as often as we can covering all the Disney news and additional content. 
please follow us at Magic Ears Podcast on Twitter for the latest updates and news. And then you can always reach out to me at Jen at MousingAroundTravel.com for any and all Disney vacation planning questions or concerns that you may have. We look forward to bringing you guys some new Disney podcast info on all your podcast uh, platforms. We'll see you guys next time on We've Got Ears. Say Say cheers. cheers.